cage can of the kangrid and scorpion Sonia Blade, Sub-Zero, Goro, Shang, Zora, Tabaraka, J-Jack, Kintaro, Kintana, Kalao, Merlini, Nanook, Sebat, Zao, Shao, Kanto, Chameleon, Cyrax, Ermac, Rubble, Motaro, Nightwolf, Insector, Sheep, Lucindel, Striker, Fu, Jin, Quanchi, Shinnok, Sabrina, Jerick, Kaimi, Reiko, Tanya, Tremor, Blitho, Raicho, Dramin, Bosco's out, Tenkechi, Mavado, Mocap, Moloch, Katara, Ashra, Dairo, Darius, Havoc, Kotaru, Kira, Cobra, Onaga, Shujinko, Dagante, Vondorora, Cassie, Cage, Aaron, Black, Ferrator, Jackie, Bruce, Kotokan, Kongjin, Takeda, Tribe, Dwarf, Cetrion, Scarlet, Gareth, Collector, Chronica, Hello and welcome to Mortal Podcast. I'm Ben Meckler, your host, uh, a lifelong Mortal Kombat junkie. I could not afford the games when I was a kid. I wasn't good at them at the arcade. So what I did was read all of the booklets for all the games, learn all the lore. I have continued to do so my entire life. Mortal Kombat's great. And now I'm capturing friends of mine uh, in my web of insanity and forcing them to talk about my favorite Mortal Kombat characters with me one at a time. Today, uh, we have my good buddy, Demia Dijuibe. I did Hello. not ask how you wanted to be introduced. Oh, I don't I don't need anything. Um, great. Uh, you know him. You, you love him. You know me. Yeah. I was in Star Wars. Yep. I wrote The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a tiny cameo appearance in, I believe, the first four Harry Potter films as the black one. You were in the, if I remember correctly, in the fifth one, there was like a fleeting moment. They go to the Quidditch pitch and there's a quick shot of you going, yeah. And yeah. Then you don't get the whole yeah out. The thing is, it's because I said, yeah, motherfucker. And they cut the second. I, ha- I didn't realize you couldn't cuss with those movies. So got cut down, mm. but... I got the check. I gotta say, it's got cool me in the sack. Got through five flicks before you got into sack right. and realized that you weren't allowed to say motherfucker in a Harry Potter movie. You know, it was my first job, and uh, or my first job as an actor. I did mm. again create and uh, star in Star Wars mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes. I starred mm-hmm. in Star Wars. My Star Wars seventy seven. Star Wars yes, yes. as the for real fans call it. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know me. Welcome to Mortal Podcast. <laughs> I just Podcast. now learned that this was called Mortal Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a K. Yeah. Um, I tossed a few different potential names around. One was Meckler's Podcast, but I don't know that I'm enough of a name yet. It's going to take probably four, maybe even five episodes of the podcast before yeah. I'm kind of nationally recognized. I think that five is when you get like the people knocking down your door being like, give me more of that sweet, sweet podcast. They all say, episode five, you're either alive meaning people are knocking down your door, asking how they can invest. Your Patreon's making probably two, three million dollars a month. Right. I assume you already or, have a Patreon going? Uh, I do, I Great. do. I launched the Patreon six months ago. Perfect. Um, and I gotta say, it's it's been doing pretty well. Again, if you're not already subscribed to the Patreon, uh, you're gonna wanna hit it up. Embarrassed for all of you that aren't. Lots of exclusives. So today we're talking about Sub-Zero. Uh, Sub-Zero... Very famous and beloved character in Mortal Kombat lore. A real cold motherfucker. (laughs) There he is. Doing this Harry Potter bit again. I love it. Yeah. Um, Sub-Zero, you know, iconic character. One of the most recognizable characters in Mortal Kombat lore. I believe he's made the cover of several of the games. I think so. Um, But today we're not just talking about Sub-Zero in his entirety because some of you may know Sub-Zero 
uh, is actually two different people go by the name Sub-Zero in the Mortal Kombat franchise. So today we're talking about the first Sub-Zero, who partway into the mythology and into the story actually became another iconic character which we'll talk about in in a little bit i didn't realize the the lore of mortal Kombat went this deep like it's like a mortal or like a marvel comic it is so dense there are multiple timelines there are millennia of history um we're gonna talk about everything sub-zero uh behan is the name of the first sub-zero everything he was up to before even the first mortal Kombat game yeah i have a quick question yeah i am i'm like vaguely familiar not vaguely i've seen it a few times but it's just been so long i'm familiar with the mortal Kombat movie the first one in which they are all i believe brought to an island for the fight because of the world's strongest fighters uh shang Tsung's island i will explain uh in a bit so you understand the full context of what the mortal Kombat tournament is and what the point is because that was going to be my like why they doing this <laughs> well i'll explain uh just to real quickly recap what the mortal Kombat tournament is yeah uh at the beginning of time uh, there was there were uh what there an were, insane way to start a sentence <laughs> continue there were two entities there were the elder gods uh imagine like a pantheon of gods sure and there was the one being mm. I, I do not know how we're meant to imagine the one being but there was the elder gods and there was the one being yeah the one being was somehow sapping energy from the elder gods so the elder gods decided to break the one being into multiple pieces those pieces became the realms which you can think of like as dimensions so there was earth realm which is where we live yeah there was the nether realm which is basically like hell uh there was a denya which is where all these people live that are like the descendants of elder gods they say they're strong they can do magic there's like waterfalls it's kind of like the high elves from lord of the rings like it's a very mystical and beautiful place everyone's very pretty uh and then there's outworld which is like mad max meets lord of the rings it's like this awesome fantasy world where there's sorcerers and dragons and half dragon people and like mutants and pools of acid and purple deserts uh i love it i love that world wow so there are all these different realms and uh over time, the realms started trying to invade each other, and they say it was the influence of the one being trying to pull himself back together again. Yeah. And the Elder Gods decided there was like one really easy way to stop this from happening, and that was to uh, create a Mortal Kombat tournament in which, in order for one realm to conquer another realm, uh, they would have to put up their best fighters in a fighting tournament. Sure. And uh, if any of the realms could have their representative fighters win the fighting tournament, 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments in a row, they could then go and conquer the realm. But that was the only way okay. to do it. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. Do you have any questions so far? No. It's uh, completely, I get everything now. Terrific. Yeah. So um, the Mortal Kombat tournament you're talking about, that point in the narrative was basically that uh, Outworld had already won 10 Mortal Kombat tournaments and conquered Adenia, uh, and now had already beat Earth in nine. So, so the this- first Mortal Kombat game is like, the 10th Mortal Kombat tournament. It's our one oh, chance wow. to stop Outworld from conquering us. Um, but we're not here to talk about the Mortal Kombat mythology no, large. We're here specifically to talk about Behan, the first AKA Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero, yeah. So I'm sure you already know this about Sub-Zero, but he is famously a ninja assassin, part of the uh, Lin Kuei assassination clan. Don't condescend to me. I know all of that. Yeah, like I said, I, you already knew this. Right. Um, I'm coming here as a Sub-Zero expert to teach the listeners. Uh, <laughs> particularly... Um, a particularly strong member of the Lin Kuei. For a long time, the Grandmaster considered Bihan the best assassin he had, and that's because not every Lin Kuei ninja has the ability to uh, control ice, Yeah, but um, Bihan is a is a cryomancer. He can. Is a cryomancer? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, yeah. yeah, like a necromancer can control the dead, a cryomancer. Right. Okay, I get ice. that. I Here's a question. Yeah. Is Scorpion also from the same dynasty because- No. 
Really? Actually, that's crazy to me because growing up, I was like, yeah, that's just they made that guy yellow and he's different now. So practically speaking, yes, that is how they had multiple ninja yes. characters in the first Mortal Kombat games, really, is they just right. swapped the color palette. Um, but Scorpion is from a rival uh, assassination clan called the Shirai Ryu, mm. um, which is they're Japanese. Uh, the Lin Kuei are Chinese, and they are these. They're sort of like in East Asia. They're the deadliest uh, assassination clans, right? And, and have always had a rivalry, and particularly it's the and the triads. Yeah, yeah. Particularly Hanzo Hasashi, which is Scorpion's real name uh, when he was alive before he became Scorpion. Uh, Wait, he's dead? Oh, Sorry, yeah. now I'm just asking questions. You about know Scorpion. what? Maybe we should just start from the beginning. In the beginning of because time. his life and his death are a big part of Bihan's story. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. so uh, Bihan is also dead. Bihan currently is dead. What? <laughs> but let's go back uh, Let's go back to before the first Mortal Kombat game. Right. Um, to the defining mission that changed Bihan's life forever. Mm-hmm. So Bihan, you know, he's one of the best assassins in the Lin Kuei. Uh, the Grand Master sends him on all of the most important uh, missions, whether it's assassinations or gathering things. And so he sends him on a mission. He says, Sub-Zero, I need you. Sub-Zero is his code name, by the way. Everyone has cool code names. Yeah. Sub-Zero is Bihan's. His little brother, Kwai Lang, has the code name Tundra at this time hmm. um, because he's also a cryomancer. Uh, so he says, Sub-Zero, I need you to go get the Scroll of the Elements. It's like super important that you go get this thing. Uh, so Sub-Zero goes to get the Scroll of the Elements, and that's where he encounters uh, Hanzo Hasashi, his rival, the like other best assassin in the world. Right. And they duel, and Sub-Zero uh, kills Hanzo Hasashi. Ooh. So Hanzo dies. Yeah. Um, big deal that that happened. I mean, he basically killed his rival. He got the Scroll of the Elements. Um but this would come back to bite him. Right. So Sub-Zero returns with the Scroll of the Elements, and uh, he sees that the Grandmaster's there hanging out with this guy, Quan Chi, who is a uh, necromancer and a sorcerer. He's badass. He's got, like, spiky shoulders. He throws green skull magic. He brings yeah. back the dead. He's got, like, demon buddies. And this is all, like, on our earthly plane. Like, for these ninjas, like, weird shit just happens all the time. Totally. Quan Chi, I believe, is from the Nether Realm. So he's, like, a dude from hell who's like, hey, dude, uh, listen. I uh, I asked your grandmaster if I could hire you to grab another thing for me. I need you to get this uh, this amulet. Can you grab this amulet for me? Um, and there are Sub-Zero, tasks for these assassins. Yeah, they just kind of get sent on. They're basically, I guess, they're more like mercenaries. Yeah, in that they can just be hired to do whatever. Sure. Um, but part of having this job is being like a ruthless master killer. And Sub Zero is like the best. He's cold blooded. Mm. Mm-hmm. he's got a cold heart dude oh I, it took two times for you to say it for me to be like yes the thing ah, about the his heart mm-hmm. is that it's cold oh like ice mm-hmm. like ice is cold you're getting it nice yeah dude how so, long can we keep this up I feel like we were like hitting the ceiling on it yeah yeah we don't have to force it we can he's just he's got a bit uh, of a frosty demeanor I think he's pretty chill not many people would say that if they got to know him very well. I don't say that. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah, like what no, are you? No, 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 no. I hit my ceiling. That was it for me. I think his name should be Kelvin. Oh, shit. That's not even a pun. It's just I, I set up myself it's up just to like say a any sen- word. Yeah. Uh, so Sub-Zero gets sent on another mission to go get this amulet, right? Yes. And to get the amulet, he has to beat all these like elementals i don't know what exactly and that's they never are. part of the game that's just part of the story so this is part of like a spin-off game that came out called uh more uh, so 
eventually within the franchise Mortal Kombat, yes. the fighting games became so popular and people began to love the character so much that Midway Games, the publisher, was like, honestly, we could just like make a game that's just, this is like the original character spinoff within yeah. the connected universe. They were like, we're going to make a game that's just called Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero. Oh, wow. so they did that for just Sub-Zero? Yeah. Holy and the shit. plan was to do it for all the characters, yeah. that all the characters would eventually get their own. Ep- they did do one for Jax and Sonya mm-hmm. called Mortal Kombat Special Forces, where what? you were like soldiers. What platforms were these released on? Or PS1. Just- oh, wow. And N64. Huh. Yeah. But they were like adventure games. Like you weren't, they weren't just fighting games. There was like a whole story and there were live action cut scenes with very cheap practical effects. Those, the, the era of like, I want to say like Sega CD games where Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, Oh, you, yes, those always, I was like, I don't like this at all. I don't like this one bit. (laughs) Even with the original like Mortal Kombat's where I'm just kind of like, I can tell that it's just like, like took video of a person. Like we're like, each button will program a thing. I'm like, I, I would rather just a sprite. <laughs> is it that it makes you uncomfortable or it's like, cause it definitely full motion video games freaked me. Like they yeah. scared me a little bit when I was a kid. Like I, they bothered me. Yeah. But I, I feel was also like, obsessed with them. To me, I could just see so clearly that it was just like, like I think with like games where it's like sprites and stuff, I'm like, Oh, this is just a series of code that I don't understand. But with those, I was always just kind of like, okay, so they asked someone to come in and film them on a green screen doing different motions. And like these buttons just, activate those different like videos i'm like this just it all feels like it's just so understandable in my head that i kind of hate it okay it's just like bra- all the magic that is broken videos down. online by the way what, what video of them capturing oh, all of God. the live action from the first Mortal Kombat game it's like people standing in a taped up box like in a white room and like punching and kicking Incredible. The, the original recording of of yeah the Mortal Kombat that's so funny yeah that also is just like I think watching that would be just would ruin the game entirely for me. I don't know. I had I had fun with it, but it, it definitely uh, it's an interesting watch because yeah. everyone's like, "Oh yeah, I'm really excited to be here." Like the guy who's playing Kano is punching and kicking, and then he like turns cameras like, "This is a good time. I'm enjoying myself." Oh man, yeah. Uh, okay, so also uh, the Mortal Com- so why is it's not a big deal that any of these fighters die if they've like some of them have died before, right? Well, they kind of, usually within Mortal Kombat lore, sometimes characters die and they just come back and yeah. it's not super clear how or why, but often enough they'll die and it'll have permanent uh, effects on their story. Yeah. And that is the case for Hanzo Hasashi, who Bihan defeated, and it ultimately also wound up being the case for Bihan, mm-hmm. but not until a little bit later on. Um, so he like goes to get this amulet. And he fights all these elementals. He's like such a good killer that he fights a guy with like wind powers. He fights someone with uh, probably like some kind of lightning power. It's been a while since I played it. It's yeah. not a very good game. Um, not Raiden though. Uh, he does not fight Raiden, but he does encounter Raiden. So he goes and he gets the amulet. And as soon as he grabs it, Quan Chi appears and he's like, hey, I tricked you, you dumb piece of shit. This amulet has a fallen elder god soul trapped in it. He's basically like the Lucifer of the Mortal Kombat world. He's going to destroy everything you know and love. <laughs> Thanks, nerd. And he just like disappears with the amulet. Yeah. And, yeah. And then Raiden appears and is like, Bihan, you stupid piece of shit. <laughs> First off, I'm the God of Thunder. Hi. Second, <laughs> dude, all right. I am a I'm the god who's in charge of protecting the earth. I'm not allowed to follow Quan Chi to where he's from, the Nether Realm, and do anything. So he basically says, Bihan, you gotta go to hell for me. You gotta get that amulet back, because you fucked up like really bad. Right. And again, Bihan's like a stone cold killer. He doesn't have morals, he'll kill anyone, he's just all about getting the job done. But he's like at this point starting to feel like, oh, alright. 
I definitely screwed up. I don't want the whole earth to disappear. Like, is this my fault? I guess I'll go to the nether realm and take care of it. Yeah. So he goes to hell. He goes to the nether realm and he fights all of Quan Chi's servants. Like he fights all these demons. And basically the way that it works in Mortal Kombat mythology, like because the nether realm is basically just another dimension, there's like normal people who just like grew up and live in hell. Right. They're not dead people. They're not just demons. Are they tortured for eternity or like they all have like jobs like the people that behan's fighting in the nether realm are like his the equivalent of him and like they're just people who like took a job yeah um so it's not like our version of hell or our understanding of hell it's like if it's even possible slightly cooler oh yeah yeah everyone's got sunglasses and they're surfing the river sticks yeah they're like smoking blunts and damn they're just like skateboarding i want to go to hell yeah, dude, don't we all? Yeah. I'm going to start doing crimes up here so I can make sure I go to hell. You got to like put the work in now, pay your dues. Yeah. So that you can make it in hell later on. Yeah. Yeah. All work and no hell makes Dimmy a sad boy. A heaven boy. An a angel. Heaven boy. A an perfect angel. angel. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, you know, Sub-Zero, he's taking on all of Quan Chi's servants, fighting his way to Quan Chi, mm-hmm. uh, who's like in the process of trying to free Shinnok from this amulet. Um, and he winds up making friends with one of the servants, this uh, this woman, Serena. Uh, and he, like, frees her from being in Quan Chi's control. And this is, like, the first, like, just genuinely, like, good thing yeah. Bihan ever does. He just feels some sympathy and he frees her. And he's like, you don't have to be a servant of Quan Chi anymore. She's like, cool, I didn't want to be. <laughs> just because I live in hell doesn't mean I'm evil. Yeah. Uh, and she's right. So she bails. Sub-Zero is on his way to fight Quan Chi. And who does he encounter but... Hanzo Hasashi. Mm. Because he killed Hanzo, Hanzo's soul fell down to the nether realm and he's now been reborn as a demon named Scorpion. That's, I genuinely am like, oh, that's kind of funny. He goes down to hell of his own free will and has to like fight the man that he sent there. Uh huh. And he's probably been like, I don't know, doing crunches and shit. Yeah. Well, Sub Zero encounters Scorpion. He's like, oh shit. Hey, Hanzo. And Scorpion goes, hey, my entire clan, the Shirai Ryu, were murdered, uh, including my wife and child. Oh, boy. And Quan Chi just told me, you did it. Oh. Han's like, no, I I didn't. And Scorpion's like, yeah, you did, dude. And so he's like, I'm going to kill you. Uh, And they fight. (laughs) Um, But Sub-Zero wins. Oh, God. The, the, the shit just keeps getting worse and worse for Scorpion, it sounds like. Poor Scorp. Yeah. Scorpion has a really interesting and tragic story. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is a cold-blooded killer and ultimately a demon serving the equivalent of Satan. Sure. Um, but He's got scorpions he means in well. his hands. He can't help it. Yeah, he's got scorp hands. If you got scorpions in your hand, you'd be an asshole, too. Like, no one's walking into 7-Eleven just being like, yeah, I'm going to have a small talk with the cashier if they got scorpions crawling around inside them. <laughs> Do you mind if I pay for this in scorpions? I don't have a lot of money, but my hands are just full of scorpions. Like, no, I'm sorry. We only take cash here. You're going to be a little annoyed the mm-hmm. millionth time you hear yeah. that. You're probably going to be like, do you know anyone who wants to buy scorpions? Right. Then you got to go like loiter around outside the parking lot of like Petco. Exactly. Trying to sell people scorpions. And at the worst, it's like maybe you can trade uh, scorpions out on the open like market for Bitcoin or something. That's but like that's... both your worst and best case scenario. Yeah. It's the only case scenario. It's like all you have. So Sub-Zero defeats Scorpion again in hell, even as a demon with like crazy fire powers, teleportation, the ability to throw like a grappling hook out of his hand and yell, get over here. Yeah. He can't 
beat Sub-Zero. Bihan is too tight. Damn. So he beats Scorpion. He gets to Quan Chi. He's fighting Quan Chi. Quan Chi is going to defeat him because he's like a crazy necromancer. Um, and that's when Serena shows up and is like, I'm here to repay, repay the favor. She helps defeat Quan Chi. Um, Wait, who's Serena again? Serena is uh, the Quan Chi servant that Sub-Zero right. freed. Right, yes. Yeah. She, this is, how is, I mean, I'm, it might be. I was like about to say, how is this not? some movie or like a tv series it's not i think these characters appear to an extent in one of the like many short-lived live action mortal Kombat series but there were there were series there were a few yeah oh damn i was just about to say someone should make one well they i wouldn't say uh it's been done perfectly and Fair. for you the listener at home there's a dog like <laughs> coughing in the background and if you can hear it that uh, dog is tight. Not and if you can't you just about... gotta know that it's really cute the dog is absolutely not happy about uh, what's been done to these poor TV series. This dog is sad for the series. This dog is sad for Scorp. Yeah. Hashtag sad for Scorp. Hashtag get it trending. Uh, we got to get it trending. So Sub-Zero manages to defeat Quan Chi with the help of Serena. Yeah. So that good deed really paid off. For sure. Um, but unfortunately, Shinnok has already been freed from the amulet. Ah. So Sub-Zero then has to fight Shinnok. And uh, Shinnok kills Serena. Sucks. Even in hell, you can die. Yeah. Where do you go, Where do you go though? If you du- get double hell? There's different... There's like weird references to the Netherrealm having like different levels. Yeah. Like Dante's Inferno, but so, I, it's not really ever... Like, that's very <laughs> clear, yeah. clearly stated. They, Maybe it's just like if you get killed in hell, then you or like have to stay there. Like you die in the game, you die for real kind of stuff. Oh, dude, yeah. Mm. It's like The Matrix. It is like The Matrix. Yeah. Uh, does Sub-Zero ever do a thing where like, because he's in hell mm-hmm. and he's he's a cold boy, mm-hmm. does he ever freeze the hot stuff or like surf on a, a, a lava river? Constantly. Good. That's like every second of every hell level yeah. that you're in in the nether realm. You're just beautiful freezing lava. I mean, that's what I would want it to be. Like, I feel like you see Sub-Zero going to hell. That's the promise of the premise. It's like if you sent Scorpion mm-hmm. to a, a, a land full of, I don't know what Scorpions, what, whatever the opposite of a Scorpion is. Um, a pillow. I feel like, isn't there like a, isn't there like a myth, like the Scorpion and the Frog? Is that it? The Scorpion and the Frog? Might be. So I think a frog is the opposite of a scorpion. Okay, it's like sending scorpion to frog world. Yeah. Uh, you know, send us your emails. Let us know. Uh, we hear at Mortal Podcast um, what the opposite of a scorpion is. <laughs> it's ice, I guess, in the world of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I, that's what it is. The scorpion's kind of got like fire powers, so it's like a... He does have fire powers? He does, yeah. Hellfire. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's his land. Yeah, Hell. yeah. It's like his spot. So, um, oh, one interesting... Since you bring up the oddness of Sub-Zero being in hell in, yeah. in the nether realm uh before he kills quan chi quan chi says to him you know there's a reason you've been able to survive here for so long most people from the earth realm can't survive in nether realm for as long as you have and the reason is you are so evil you have such a cold <laughs> heart and sub-zero's like damn what really <laughs> like his whole as he's dying he's just like there's a reason that you've lived here my child it's because you fucking suck <laughs> yeah it's like and it's a pretty hard blow because sub-zero's like his whole thing, he's been nothing but rewarded for being a cold-blooded killer. Yeah. And now he's like, ah, you know, I almost killed Serena, then I spared her, that paid off, I felt good about it, then she died, wow. there were consequences for my action. Again, Hanzo's down here, his whole clan's been killed, he blames me. Like, for the first time, I kind of feel like a bad guy. Oh my- Am, am, am I the baddie? That's like what he's- Yeah. Yeah, he's he's having- It's take so into account. funny to me, because I'm like, yeah, man, you clearly- are. 
obviously the you bad guy. You are a mercenary who shoots ice out of his hands. Yeah, you're a cryomancer. I gotta say, one kind of cool thing, I hadn't heard this before until the other day when I was doing my deep dive research to make sure I had all my information on lock. Yep. Um, I was like, it is kind of weird that Sub-Zero is from Earthrealm when like, in on Earth we don't have, we don't all have magic. Like, it's not sure. normal. Um, even in the world of Mortal Kombat. And the thing is, apparently... His mother was an ice maker? No, in Outworld, there used to be ice people. And they were kind of like run out by one of the many bad dictators of Outworld mm. and potentially ran off to Earthrealm where many, many centuries later, some of their descendants have ice powers. Yeah. Um, kind of cool. Wow. Kind of cool thing. So like, you know, Sub-Zero, the descendant of Outworlders, potentially. This is all rumor. Yeah. It's all conjecture. I feel like that's the kind of thing you learn where he, like, when he gets killed and then people are like, oh, no, he's dead. And it's like, no, he's not actually because he's an Outworlder. So that the, the, the people from the Outworld are keeping him alive. Or it's, I don't and know. like, whoa, he's still here. Yeah. Well, something does happen. So uh, Sub-Zero can't kill Shinnok. Shinnok's an elder god. He's too strong. But uh, Sub-Zero is able to take the amulet um, and disappear back to Earthrealm through a portal, mm-hmm. which at least stops Shinnok from making it to Earth. Shinnok's still trapped in the Nether Realm. Oh, okay. Um, so ultimately, Sub Zero does succeed in making it back to Earthrealm. He gives Raiden the amulet. He's like, "I did my job," um, and Raiden's like, "Cool. Uh, thank you for doing that and fixing your mistake." Um, while you're at it, uh, there's this Mortal Kombat tournament coming up that i would appreciate your help in wait so the even the whole premise of the game mortal Kombat is just an aside to the crazy story you told me yeah he's like oh thank you for that hey i got this like thing i'm doing if you wanna and that's where the whole story i just told you is just like sub-zero's couple of days before mortal Kombat one insane (laughs) yeah i mean that's the thing that i love so much about mortal Kombat is it is it is a game where you and another person punch each other a bunch. Yes. And then eventually one of you rips the other's spine out of their body. Fatality. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It doesn't need to have really any of this story. I'm genuinely shocked that it does have a story because in my head I'm like, this is just, to me it's always been like the prototypical series of just like, it's just, we need something cool for kids to be crazy about. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that they were like, yeah, we got the like head ripping and skull shattering and shit. Also, I'm going to write just like, a, like a of like a novel yeah. of this man's Here's backstory. There's a saga about heroes and villains, yes. gods and men, sorcerers, necromancers. Here's an almanac of everything that's happened in the 17 worlds that mm-hmm. this place inhabit, leading up to the the punch off. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that punch off occurs on mm-hmm. uh, an island that Shang Tsung has, um, which has the really cool name of Shang Tsung's Island. Yeah, perfect. Uh, it's in Earth Realm. Shang Tsung says, "I'm representing Shao Kahn, the Emperor of Outworld." And if we win this tournament, Outworld gets to conquer Earthrealm. So Raiden's out there, like, gathering Earthrealm's mightiest warriors. He gets Liu Kang. He gets uh, Sonya Blade. Johnny Cage. Um, Johnny Cage, who actually is just a movie star that, like, shows I up. I was going to say, that seems like the one where I'm like, really? This is a guy you were, like, one of the best fighters. No, he just showed up. He's a riff on Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is why it's JC or his initials. That's great. Yeah, and he pretty much was just, like, a movie star who was like, what? There's a tournament? See who's the best fighter? <laughs> it's me. This is going to be great for my career. And he just, like, sh- shows up yeah and to his credit survives throughout the entire franchise and Doesn't becomes a really well-rounded hero he does die at the beginning of mortal Kombat: annihilation the second movie but uh, i wouldn't call them canon you know the annihilation or yeah, just the movies just the movies in general they're, yeah. they're kind of their own thing that seems right yeah they're because they're also just like loose adaptations of the concept of people fighting right yeah right 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 although as you've 
seen today, there's quite a bit of story. Yeah, which is wild to me that there's more story than mm-hmm. the movies ever tried to have. They couldn't fit it all in. That was the real problem. Yeah, and yeah. now it also seems like just to adapt any one person's story seems like its own movie and a very expensive one at that. Mm-hmm. And but, to be cool. clear, Hollywood, I'd be more than happy to take on Let the challenge. Let Ben direct sub-zero yeah. chronicles yeah give me 250 million dollars i think it'd have to be warner brothers just fucking like what are you doing with that money honestly nothing i mean uh inception's over it's over um what else do they even have tune yeah in twoception or twoception inception but it's just two eyes in the in the front so people uh, know it's a two inception. uh what other inception? movies do you even have warner fucking brothers? suicide squad maybe I guess you got, you have what, you that spend one. money on Batman when Sub Zero sitting right there. He's no. basically the Batman. Of, uh, but yes. By the way, there is a game called Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe where they do take on yes. the DC characters. I remember that. Uh, I, also, questionable I whether or not it's canon. I, but I, I Batman like and Sub Zero have fought. That's awesome, yeah. and it's also just crazy to me that that means that they had to be like, yeah, so we got to animate uh, Batman's spine being ripped out of his throat or whatever. No, they kind of like halfway did it. It was, it was not as violent. Oh. Yeah. What's the point then? I don't know. But I'll, I will say to their credit, they did come up with a very elaborate storyline that like crossed the two, of course, because of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That like brought in the best elements of every DC character and every huh. Mortal Kombat character. It was nuts. I digress. The first Mortal Kombat tournament arrives. Sub-Zero fights in that tournament. Um, he doesn't, he did okay there. He isn't the ultimate like earth champion um, that wins. He actually didn't even want to go to the tournament. He only went because the grandmaster of the Lin Kuei was like, oh, by the way, there's a hit out on Shang Tsung. So why don't you just like go to that tournament and kill him? And Sub-Zero was like, all right, cool. And this is after he's like, am I the bad guy? Yeah. He was wow. like, well, I haven't worked it out yet. So I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. Right. So Sub-Zero goes. He's not like really on anyone's side. Good guys or bad guys. He's like, I'm just here to fight in this tournament. Maybe kill Shang Tsung. Um, but tournament doesn't go as planned. He runs into Scorpion there, who's mm. fighting in the tournament on behalf of the bad guys, Shao Kahn. Um, what a rivalry. The, yeah. Yeah. And he's there specifically because he's like, yo, Shao Kahn, Outworld, Shang Tsung, uh, I will fight in this tournament on your behalf because it's an opportunity to kill Sub-Zero. I still want to kill him for murdering my family and my clan. And he doesn't believe him when he says that he didn't do it, even though it's mm-hmm. like, why would he lie? He killed you. He's a little brainwashed. I mean, he was reanimated by Quan Chi like yeah. in hell. He's a little screwy. Um, and again, like, why would you trust the guy who killed you anyway? That's true. Yeah, he's like, screw you. You're not the guy who brought me back to life. Right. I'm going to trust he doesn't know. He doesn't know you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, things don't really go as Sub-Zero plans. But um, before he can get his hit in and, and kill Shang Tsung, uh, Liu Kang, Earth's greatest warrior, winds up defeating Shang Tsung. Uh, Earth wins the tournament. Outworld doesn't get to invade Earthrealm. And uh, the whole island's crumbling and falling apart. Sub-Zero's like, I gotta get out of here. And before he does, Scorpion's like, get over here. And oh, as the boy. island is crumbling and falling into the ocean, uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion do battle one last time. And do you want to guess who won this time around? <laughs> it's embarrassing for Scorpion now. Wrong. Oh. Scorpion straight up slices Sub-Zero's head Hell off. Hell yeah. Kills him. Finally gets his revenge. Bihan dies. Yeah. At the end of the first Mortal Kombat. Hey, congrats to Scorp. Yeah. So Mortal Kombat 2. That was the first one? That was the first Mortal Kombat, yeah. Wait, all of that was the first one? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So at this point, like, Outworld just lost, after winning, after conquering Adenia, and then winning nine tournaments in a row, and being one tournament away from conquering Earthrealm, 
Shao Kahn fails to win. He fails to win the tournament and invade Earth Realm. Now he's like, shit, I just got embarrassed. That sucked. Mm-hmm. He regenerates Shang Tsung just to like chew him out pretty much. Okay. Um, so somehow they come up with some weird scheme where they're like, all right, we're going to invade Earth a different way. We're going to have one more Mortal Kombat tournament. We're going to make them come to Outworld to fight us. <sighs> I'm not going to bore you with the details, but while this tournament's happening, the tournament that Mortal Kombat 2 is all about, Bihan wakes up in the Nether Realm, just like Scorpion did before mm-hmm. him. And he is now a slave to Quan Chi. Quan Chi has reanimated him as uh, an undead shadow creature. Um, Quan Chi, who he like went through all that trouble to fight, uh, because he killed Hanzo Hasashi in the first place, he's now dead and wakes up in the Nether Realm and is a new being who no longer goes by the name of Sub Zero. Uh, he is now a servant to Quan Chi and to Shinnok, who is still down there in the Nether Realm. He is now a creature called Noob Sabot. Mm. Kind of a weird name, right? Yes, but I I know about the name. Go on. I know that the name is a combination of the like the reverse versions of two of the creators' names. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Ed Boon and John Tobias. Yes, it's their last names backwards. That is, yeah, that's all I know. And the thing is, like in the in the real world, like the reason that character is named Noob Sabot, he was just like, they were like, hey, you know what? We could pal- swap one of these ninjas and just make him like all black. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just put him in there and we'll give him our last names because he's kind of like a goofy hidden character. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it's Mortal Kombat, they gave him this huge epic story and they tied him into the first Sub-Zero and they oh, made God. him the first Sub-Zero and they made him like this tragic figure. Second Mortal Kombat tournament happens in Outworld and Noob Sabot is like, I'm going to go observe it on behalf of Shinnok and Quan Chi to let them know how it's going. And when he's observing it, who does he see wearing his old costume and going by the name Sub-Zero? Oh, Scorpion. No, no. Oh. Scorpion's, uh, Scorpion's fighting in the tournament again because he thinks... He, Scorpion doesn't know Sub-Zero's yeah. still alive. He doesn't know Behan's been reanimated. What Scorpion found out is that Sub-Zero's still up there and he's fighting in the second Mortal Kombat tournament. Hmm. What? That's weird. It's Behan's younger brother, Ooh. Kwai Lang, who used to go by Tundra who was the more empathetic of the brothers and thus not as good as an assassin. Um, He heard that his brother died. He heard that his brother was killed in the first Mortal Kombat tournament. He doesn't know how he died. So he's like, I'm going to get my buddy Smoke, who's another one of the assassins in the Lin Kuei. He's got Smoke powers, uh, as you may have guessed. Uh, Yeah, I figured. Yeah, he's like, the two of us, these two boyish assassins in the Lin Kuei, we're going out to Outworld, this other dimension. We're going to fight in this fighting tournament. We're going to find out what's going on, how my brother died. And I'm taking his mantle, and I'm going to try to do justice to his name. I'm Sub-Zero now. Yeah. It's very uh, Robin-esque. Yeah. I, I feel like this entire series would make a pretty good like superhero franchise if they ever got their shit together. Yeah, you could do like a connected universe. Yeah. And I will say <laughs> that in film school... Mm. Uh, as a bit, me and a couple of buddies tried to convince... I went to Florida State yes. Film School. Our class was uh, 30 strong, and we all did our thesis films at the end of the year, and there was going to be a big screening. And me and a few buddies tried to talk our class into it. We were like, listen, let's do 30 Mortal Kombat origin <laughs> stories That's that as short films. And at the screening, people will sit down, and they'll be watching like this horror movie, and then they'll be like, oh, it's about Sub-Zero? Like, there'll be a turn at some point, yeah. you'll see Sub-Zero, and be like, oh, that's weird. Then the second movie will start, and it'll be like, oh, cool, it's like a martial arts film. Who's Luke Kang? Wait, hold on. <laughs> and then the third film, and we just have to sit through 30 yeah. Mortal Kombat short films. 
Um, we were not able to convince the entire class to give oh, up their thesis films their loss. to, as a bit, be Mortal Kombat origin stories. But it's, I do agree that you, you could do a pretty sick franchise just yeah. covering everyone's backstory. It would almost definitely turn out terrible, but mm-hmm. uh, like I think there's a lot of promise in it. I guess you could say this podcast is my best attempt at that um, yeah. in my tryout, really. I feel like probably an exec in the Features Department of War Brothers will hear this podcast and say, okay, this guy... He knows. He's going to know what to do with $250 million. Exactly. Straight get him going. The, yeah. Let's get him going. They'll be like, look, uh, we'll send that money off to you post haste, and then we'll check back in in like a year. See yeah. what you got. Yeah. So the second Mortal Kombat tournament, uh, Bihan, who is now Noob Sabot, yes. he observes, he sees his brother there. He feels nothing. He has been robbed of all emotion now. Mm. He's become tragically what he was told he was when he took that first trip to the nether realm he's become an emotionless cold-blooded killer yeah with nothing else to him just pure evil it's pretty sad he lost his memories somewhat he like kind of recognizes his brother but that's it he's just there observing on behalf of shinnok on behalf of basically satan um mortal kombat 2 the second tournament ends Liu kang wins again mm. he always wins it's great outworld fails to invade us um, feels like they just got to stop going up against Liu Kang. It feels like they need to just stop having these tournaments, right? Also, well, yes, the, yeah, but it seems like they're addicted to the tournaments. Well, Shao Kahn's like, you know what? Fuck this. I've been humiliated twice now. Liu Kang beat me up in front of my subjects. I had enough of this. He concocts this crazy scheme. He manages to invade Earthrealm. Mm-hmm. So the third Mortal Kombat game is this awesome invasion of Earthrealm where like dragons and demons and all sorts of monsters just burst in unannounced and just start causing chaos in the streets of Wait, Earthrealm in our major cities. Wasn't the whole point of the tournaments that if they win, they get to invade Earth? Yeah. So the third one, he's just like, I'm just going to do it. So yeah. he has the power to do it the whole time? You know what? Not to overexplain it because it's covered in another episode, okay. but it is some insane cockamamie scheme where he just like has the queen of Edenia who he married and then killed, reanimated in Earth, and somehow like through some weird immigration law, he's able to <laughs> then like invade Earth because she's technically alive and yeah. was born on Earth because she was reanimated there as like I mean, a crazy like mindless zombie. Not to take it back to Sub-Zero, but you know who would have stopped that immigration process? Mm-hmm. Ice. That's true, Demi. Ice. <laughs> anyway. They got to be abolished. Um, yeah, so, get them out of here. <laughs> get them the fuck out of here. Uh, not unlike the first Sub-Zero, they are evil mm. and emotionless. And they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here. <laughs> we're taking a stance here at yeah. Ball Podcast. It's about time someone And uh, I don't think it's too controversial. Let me be your first guest to say, because I know all the other guests have been coming out being like, hey, So far, up? every I guest love- has been pro-ice. Not a fan of ice. So uh, Outworld invades Earthrealm. And during this time, uh, Noob Sabot kind of just like chills and watches. He's continuing to observe on behalf of Shinnok. Right. Chaos reigns, but ultimately Liu Kang beats up Shao Kahn. <laughs> he stops uh, Outworld. He stops Outworld from invading Earthrealm. This All is that's embarrassing. buttoned up. Outworld is like, all right, we're done. Um, it's over. Noob Sabot comes back and reports to Shinnok. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Um, I think uh, World's done trying to invade Earthrealm, and Shinnok's like, tight, 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 tight. Then let's invade Earthrealm. Oh, you dumbasses. So Mortal Kombat 4 is Shinnok, this fallen elder god, saying, hey, Netherrealm's invading Earthrealm. I'm mm. coming for you, Earth. He saw how well it went and was mm-hmm. like, but I can do it. It's like, ah, you know what? Shao Kahn, not a fallen elder god. Right. 
feels like this is a job for fallen elder guy. It feels like it is a job for someone who has literally been kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, Shinnok, Quan Chi, Bihan, even Scorpion, they're heading up to Earthrealm to gang. fight, do this invasion. And Raiden is like, oh my God, screw you, Shinnok. I hate you, dude. He gets all the good guys together. They have um, a battle. And um, ultimately what happens is... Liu Kang mm-hmm. defeats them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Liu Kang defeats Shinnok. He defeats all the bad guys. And Noob Sabot becomes this like masterless demon. He's like been brought back to life he's yeah. noob Sabot, but he doesn't have a master anymore shinnok's gone it's like dobby shao khan's gone it's yeah he, he's he's pretty much been dobby he's free and um what he decides to do is he's like you know what i'm gonna go to outworld that's where the most evil exists i oh, guess god and he's like he looks around he finds shao khan who's like falling on hard times and he's like i'll work with you i'll be your buddy uh we can work together and so that's kind of where things leave off around mortal kombat 4 yeah um Mortal Kombat 5, Shao Kahn uh, gets straight up murdered because Shang Tsung and Quan Chi, mm-hmm. they form this deadly alliance. They're like, let's kill all our bosses. Yes. And then we can use uh, a Solnado, a Tornado of Souls. I'm sorry, a Solnado? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that been established before in this world? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. They're like, Just making ah! sure a tornado and uh we'll use it to conquer all the realms mortal kombat 5 was the point where they're like look we've got a lot of lore but we also have this bucket full of nouns <laughs> and <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. just gonna draw two and see what happens here's the thing about a soul nato yeah. i'm gonna describe it for you please it is a giant green tornado made of skeletons mm, made of skeletons it's like pretty cool right yeah that's a horrifying image i'm pro soul nato i mean i'm pro soul nato too i just think yeah it's like you gotta set up Chekhov's soul NATO. Right, you can't right, just right. spring it on us. Right, 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 right. So, soul NATO in the first act goes off in the fifth film. Yeah. So Noob Sabot kind of like stands to the side and is like, I serve Shao Kahn. And then Shang Tsung and, and Quan Chi kill Shao Kahn. And Noob Sabot's like, damn it. So Noob Sabot kind of just like chills out. He doesn't really get super involved in everything that happens after that. It feels weird that he's like uh, still looking for bosses though. Like that's a component of this for him. I think it's probably like. While he was alive, he always served a master. Yeah. He was part of a clan. He was an assassin. He was just serving. He lived to serve. Right. So I think in death, the part of him that is still alive and like thinking, that's like the only thing left is just like subservience, subservience, subservience. Yeah. And it's sad because at this point, like he has continually fought his little brother, um, and like has this clan out there that he used to belong to and has not made any contact, hasn't said like, hey, I'm your big brother. He, he's just like fought for evil, mindlessly serving evil. Um, so yeah. time passes, time passes. Uh, Shang Tsung, Quan Chi kill Shao Kahn. Um, they kill Liu Kang. What? Mm-hmm. How? Snapping his neck. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird that it took him so long to think of it, though. Yeah, I think they were like, we've been going for his torso. Yeah, you can't do that. That's the fatal flaw. It's exposed for a reason. They snap his neck. Um, I forget why it was so easy for them to just kill him, but they do. They Luke, probably caught him outside of a tournament. Yeah. They were just like, we keep They were. He was here. training. He was training at the Shaolin Temple. Yeah, they keep being like, let's set it up so he has to fight us, and then we'll win, instead of just being like, why don't we go and kill him when he's not expecting to fight? Yeah, let's stop saying like, we're going to do an invasion, yeah. and then like waiting for him to show up. They just like show up at his temple while he's training and snap his neck. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. so it feels like you know this is a pretty good time for evil to reign for for all these villains who've 
been trying to conquer Earthrealm to just do so because their great, greatest defender has been killed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just as uh, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi are like, all right, we're ready to take over, in the background, forces have been <laughs> gathering, and uh, Onaga, the Dragon King, the very first emperor of Outworld, yes. is resurrected, and he's just like, ah, I'm going to kill everyone. So basically, like, chaos is reigning on Earth. There's always some new bad guy trying to take over. Noob Sabot's always serving evil. He's realizing, like, no matter what I do, my boss gets killed. So he decides, screw it. I'm going to strike out on my own. I'm going to make my own assassin clan. Hmm. Going indie. Yeah. He's going straight up indie, dude. So while, you know, Shang Tsung and Quan Chi are teaming up to try to fight Onaga and even like Raiden's teaming up with them because it's like, oh, Onaga is like somehow the worst person to try to beat Earthrealm up yet. Right. Noob Sabot's like, I'm going to make my own assassination squad. So he's like, who's going to be my first recruit? He's kind of just like looking around and he finds this uh, decommissioned cyborg mm-hmm. named Jax. Wrong. Oh. Smoke. Oh. The former best friend of his Ooh. little brother. Why? Smoke's, Smoke was a cyborg? So, Smoke used to just be a regular old ninja. Yeah. Just like Sub-Zero was. But after the first Sub-Zero died, the Grandmaster of the Lin Kuei was like, I just haven't had an assassin as uh, devoid of empathy as Bihan. Yeah. I just haven't found anyone as good. So, he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to make all of the ninjas in this clan cyborgs. Yeah. Uh, It's called the Cyber Initiative. And uh, then they'll just be emotionless killing machines. We'll just follow orders because they're robots. Yeah. So he tries to do that to all of the uh, ninjas in the clan. Um, Kwai Lang escapes. He abandons the clan. He's like, this is bad news bears, dude. I'm not interested. But um, three of, of uh, Kwai Lang's friends, Smoke, Cyrax, uh, and Sector, um, get turned into cyborgs. cyborgs. Damn. So... Um, this is some time after that. Noob Sabot's walking around. He's like, who's going to be my assassin friend? And he finds his little brother's old best buddy, Smoke, decommissioned cyborg. And he's like, you know what? You, you'll be my, you'll be my uh, reprogrammed cyborg assassin. He's basically just falling into old habits, doing what his old bosses did. Right. Uh, they're going to be these perfect assassins with no morality. Um, so they team up and they plan on uh, forming an army of cyber demons. Uh, using nanotechnology and demon spirits. Oh, of course. Which, I just got to say, would have been the coolest thing ever. But? But in the process, they get confronted by Kwai Lang, Sub-Zero. Mm. Yeah. He uh, follows them to the nether realm where they're going to like gather up souls to make their cyber demons. And uh, he tries to fight Noob Sabot. And he's like, damn, dude, you look familiar. Something's up with you. <laughs> And for the first time ever, Noob Sabok goes, yeah, dude, that's because I'm Bihan. I'm your brother. Does, is that a reveal or was it known like before that? Like when, when Noob Sabok goes up to watch the tournament and finds Sub-Zero, do we learn at that point that they're related or is this the reveal? Um, for the, we the viewers at home, uh, going chronolo- chronologically through the Mortal Kombat games, mm. we didn't really know what Noob Sabot's deal was. Right. Until I think maybe Mortal Kombat 3, maybe it was 4, when it was revealed that he was the resurrected soul mm. of Behan. But this is the first time anyone from Earthrealm, I think, has found out Noob Sabot's real yeah. identity. Damn. Yeah. And Kwai Lang is like shook. He's like, dude, I looked up to you. I like took your name. I, I've been trying to like live up to your reputation. And you've been Noob Sabot this whole time. 
Noob Sabot's like, yeah, dude, and I'm going to kill you. And I don't even care. He's no feeling. Mm-hmm. But um, they're in the nether realm. Noob Sabot's about to kill Kwai Lang. And who should stop him from killing his own brother? Scorpion? Serena. Okay. Oh, shit. She's been down there this whole time. And so she's many. She's like, Bihan, I know that deep down there's a part of you that doesn't want to do this. You spared my life once. No, there isn't. Yeah, he's like, no, there isn't. And he's like, fuck you. And he goes to like kill Kwai Lang. Kwai Lang manages to escape. Yeah. But she at least spared him from doing it. Um, so now Noob Sabot, he's hell-bent on killing his brother because he's just driven by evil at this point. Yeah. Um, he goes back up to Earthrealm. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill my brother. He finds out that his brother's now the grandmaster of a restored version of the Lin Kuei. He's like jealous. He's pissed about it. He goes to the Lin Kuei and he's like, I'm going to burn down this whole temple. I'm going to kill everyone here. Then I'll take your souls and I'll make you my cyber demons. He's just like resentful at this point. Yeah. Probably part of him knows his brother became the man he could never be. Jesus. Yeah, dude. It's hardcore. Um, but uh, before he can destroy uh, the Lin Kuei temple... There's this dude, Taven, who just shows up. I don't even want to try to explain to you who Taven I, is right I now. I couldn't tell. Someone, yeah. someone stops Noob Sabot from killing his brother in the whole Quay, and he's going to kill Noob Sabot. And then Kwai Lang steps in, and he's like, no, spare my brother. I still believe I can restore his soul. And that's just like the ultimate, like, fuck you, Bihan's like, right. dude. Kwai Lang says to him, like, listen, there's this big battle coming up. Why don't you fight with us? It's going to be all the good guys in all of Mortal Kombat ever versus all the bad guys ever and uh basically we've all become too powerful and the world's falling apart and it's armageddon the collapse of all the realms uh fight with us and uh noob sabot has the chance to like make good and he's just like honestly nah he goes to the bad guys he fights in this big war is it basically like if the good guys win then earth is saved or what is if the good basically only one person one single person is going to come out of this alive there's this elemental spirit called blaze they're all fighting in front of this pyramid called the pyramid of argus and uh whoever the surviving person is is going to consume blaze's power and basically be as powerful as an elder god what if there are multiple surviving good guys they're they're gonna have to fight until there's only one left goddamn but um Ultimately, in that fight, both Bihan and Kwai Lang die. Neither of them makes it to the final two. Yeah. The final two are Shao Kahn and Raiden. And Shao Kahn manages to win. He absorbs the power of Blaze. He's going to kill Raiden and basically just collapse all of the realms because he couldn't get what he wanted after all this time. Yeah. And Raiden sends a message back in time to himself during Mortal Kombat 1. What? He's only able to send a simple message. He must win. It's all he's able to get out before Shao Kahn kills him. He's not able to explain any further. And that's when a new timeline begins. (laughs) Okay. I, I need to, my head is spinning. Uh, I, there are timelines. How was Raiden able to send? Thus far, there's only been one timeline. Yeah. And the way he does it has something to do with Shinnok's amulet, Mm -hmm. which he's in the, possession of at this right, point because uh, it's just a magic recovered. amulet that was created by the elder gods yeah so probably it's just magical enough to since all of the realms are just pieces of are created basically by the elder gods yeah i guess like simple things like time can be affected or traversed by you know objects created sure by, don't dwell on it too much he sends I, a message yeah. back in time to mortal Kombat one raiden 
Don't worry, there's not too much more story here. This was a pretty recent thing that happened in Mortal oh, Kombat really? lore. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, by sending a message back in time to himself, circa Mortal Kombat 1, Raiden essentially created a new timeline that branched off because now Raiden was going into the first Mortal Kombat tournament with the words, he must win, rattling around in his head. Right. And he knew that it was like a message sent from the future, so he was like, I got to do things a little differently. Um, the tragedy is... In theory, this means it could have been a timeline where Bihan could have made better choices. Yes. Um, could have avoided his fate. Um, he doesn't. Oh, boy. <laughs> he still becomes Noob Sabot. And to make matters worse, he watches uh, as his little brother um, tries to spare Smoke from being turned into a cyborg. Yeah. And he becomes a cyborg instead. Well, Huh. Is this because of something the noob Sabot does or because... Just because Raiden's doing things a little bit differently. Okay, so it's just like a butterfly effect kind of deal. Butterfly effect. He winds up going like, I got to save one of these Lin Kuei ninjas from becoming a cyber assassin yeah. and it's smoke that gets saved. Oof. And so Cy- Sub-Zero becomes Cyber Sub. Um, cyber Sub. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did encounter noob Sabot. And they, he, he, Noob Sabot said, I'm your brother. Uh, Kwai Lang was like, I know you are my brother. I will destroy you. You right. are a pathetic These excuse are two for my brother. Emotionless beings just going out. It's like so the sad. relationship Even doesn't matter. Even in this matter. timeline where they're both completely rendered emotionless, they wound up on opposite sides and it's still. It's maybe fought. even worse this time. It's just two brothers who's like, I have literally no, there's no chance of me suddenly feeling for you. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. This is like, an outstanding like family dra- like there's so much going on here that i'm genuinely like someone like i, I know it's like I- it doesn't need to be a different medium it's already a video game but i'm just like there's so much here that i feel like it's crazy that it's not a movie well something? it's tough to explain the story in the in a game it's right. really not in so the game it's much. like several screens of text yeah. a few cut scenes oh god and yeah. like scattered comic books and stuff i think what they should do is license the story but just have it be like, it's an original thing. It's not the, and then just tell yeah. the interesting parts of it. Cause it's like the tournament is already one thing. Uh, the like sending people, uh, like a different timeline and like even the Serena shit. I'm like, that's interesting. And then this like weird outcome where it's a man who's had his soul stolen and he has to fight his brother who is now rope. I'm just like, there's a lot of stuff that's here that I'm like, that's cool as hell. It's dramatic. It's um, relatable on some level. It is there so are emotions relatable. that we can kind of tap into. Yeah. Yeah, and ultimately in this new timeline, Noob Sabot was like, I'm teaming up with the bad guys again. I'm teaming up with Shao Kahn. And ultimately, uh, this Lakota warrior named Nightwolf uh, kicks him into a Solnado. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, Noob Sabot just like straight up explodes in there. What happens? I was going to say, what happens if you get kicked into a Solnado? Is your soul in the Solnado now? I guess he exploded. The Solnado disappeared. Mm. And um, that was the last we saw of Noob Sabot in this timeline. Oh, wow. There's been one game since that covered about 25 years of time and Noob Sabot did not appear at all, but he is in the new Mortal Kombat game, Mortal Kombat answers. 11. And part of the premise of the new Mortal Kombat game is that someone who is observing all of the timelines is like, this is a mess. I'm going to fix this. And so timelines are colliding in this new game. Oh God. And so Noob Sabot's coming back, but I'm not sure under what context, but I, I, I'm still, pl- I feel for Bihan. I want him to redeem himself. So I'm hoping they can get there. Yeah. It feels like it's going to take a few games to get there, though, because so far it seems like he has not redeemed himself even once. My dude's a real mistake machine. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He's just constantly making the wrong decision. He is. Uh, and, you know, maybe it's his upbringing. Maybe it's the fact that he always felt different because he was a cryomancer and he didn't know why. Right. He, the tragedy is his brother is the only other cryomancer he knew they could have connected. And now they'll and never, they never connect. Damn. Um, so that's kind of Bihan's story. Uh, I say kind of because there's even more lore that you I, can find, and this is just a summary. Do they have Mortal Kombat books? Because it feels like that's a thing that they would do. There's comics. There's probably some books out there. Mm. Um, it's hard to know what's canon and what's right. not. Uh, but I ask you, Demi, do you have any other questions? I, I mean, a million, but no, in a, in a <laughs> logistical sense. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, so wow. knowing what you know now about Bihan, I'm just going to try out a little segment I like to call, uh, choose your destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know a little bit now about the realms, about yes. the good guys and the bad guys in the Mortal Kombat universe and the people who fall in between. Uh, were you in the Mortal Kombat universe? Where do you think you'd fall? What do you think your role would be? Where would you align yourself? Would you uh, be a human? Would you be? God, no, I'm not being a human. Uh, oh, yeah, I feel like... Hmm. I don't want to be in hell, but I feel like I'm ending up in hell. But maybe I get to break out of hell. Yeah, you could redeem yourself like Sorino wanted to. Yeah, and I want I want to be a uh, water mancer. Not Dude, ice. Dude, what? Oh, so like Rain. Yes. So oh, are... wait. Yes, that guy. Yeah, Rain's interesting. He is a water mancer, uh, which I believe is the Aquamancer. Aqua, that's a Aquaman, better. Sir. Aquaman, yeah. sir. He's just uh, Jason Momoa, but knighted. Dude, Rain's interesting too. He's a prince in Edenia who had water powers, and uh, he betrayed his sister, Princess Katana, and, and the whole realm, and fought with the bad guys. So, wait, you know what I want to be? I want to be like someone who's like in hell, but it's just kind of like so good at like sleight of hand and visual tricks that pe- it's like. Well, not I'm not like a magician, but I just like it sounds like you are a magician. Okay, so I'm a magician. So you're a close a close magician. I'm Jesse Eisenberg, and now you see me. Okay, and you're in the Nether Realm where he belongs. Correct. Yeah, and it's just sort of like I'm so good at those things that I'm able to trick people into thinking they're fighting me when it's like I'm actually just escaping, or it's like oh, I'm using mirrors uh, to just different weird like practical setups to like get around, but it's like maybe. I'm just like the world's greatest magician and human, or yeah. maybe it's like, oh, I am magic, but I can only do like so much of it, but I just got so good at it that it's like, well, I'm just, I don't really fight as much as I just avoid other people fighting or I trick them into hurting themselves. Right. What would your fatality be? Uh, my fatality would be a single mirror splitting you into two halves. Whoa. Yeah. So like a mirror drops and you're like, oh, they look whole. Yes. And then the camera would kind of like pan around. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. then you see the two have slide down. And then I uh, pull out something from the middle of their stomach. And I says, it says, is the, I go, is this your card? And it just says Joker on it. And I go, uh, yeah, it is, you fucking Joker. <laughs> and, and then you like strike a pose and it says fatality. Fatality. Yeah. I always got to, I, I need a quip there. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I want this to be a real Mortal Kombat character. Hey, now. if you get involved in the franchise, now you know the first person you gotta add. <laughs> That's like such a good character. Like a dude from the Nether Realm who's like, I'm kind of a roguish gentleman. I'm just a bad boy. I do some close up magic. Yeah, I'm, I don't like to fight. I'm, but I'll, I'll make you. I'll say why. Why are you hitting yourself? It's, it's probably one of your special moves. Well, yeah, why Stop you hitting, hitting yourself? yourself? Yeah. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I have a top hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm. I hate this character now. <laughs> I have a top hat. Yeah, you got a loud hat. You're a pickup artist. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're so, Chris Angel. So you're Chris Angel in the world. Yes, I'm Chris Angel. Uh, I love to float an inch off the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have a top hat, and then like whenever people throw a punch at me, I try to catch it in the top hat, and Ooh. the fist just comes out of the top hat, and they punch themselves. That's so good, dude. Yeah. That's such a good move. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. It's just a lot of stuff oh, like that. Oh, man. Demi, thank you so much for being on Mortal Kombat. Thank you Podcast. for having me. I can't um, wait until uh, I fully develop this character. I gotta say, considering that Noob Saybot's in Mortal Kombat 11, it does feel like we're gonna have more to talk about sometime in the future. Yeah. So I'd love to have you back. Please. Maybe for just a little mini-sode catching up on in a little while, once yes. people have had a chance to play through the game, what Noob Saybot's up to. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope he's up to something interesting. I, I hope, hope it's not so. just like, yeah, he's back and oh. the same as ever. Boy, this guy's still a dick. He just can't learn his lessons. Yeah. Uh, Demi, where can people find you? You can find me on the internet at Electrolemon. Uh... And uh, listen to Punch Up the Jam, my podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, uh, Which you're on. Over soon. Yes. Yeah. I don't know when this is coming out, but Ben was on or will be on our podcast, and we talked about Space Jam, and then mm-hmm. I did a Punch Up the Space Jam, and it was a very fun episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really feels like we're living in the 90s. Yes. It really, yeah. That's our tether. We cannot uh, escape our past. Yeah, that's Much okay. Much like Raiden. Fuck. Or Beyond. Mm. Or Beyond, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, great. Thank you so much, Demi. Thank you guys for listening uh, to Mortal Podcast. And uh, as always, for the first time, <laughs> get over here. Uh, I don't know. It's all I got. It had to, it had to be some catchphrase. I like that. I got to have sign off somehow. Uh, choose your destiny. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>